The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is trying to figure out if it's exciting or just red flags. But before <laughs> we begin, we just want to give you that our is, Surgeon General's man, warning. <laughs> that is the crux of it, isn't it? It really is. Is this fun or dangerous? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners, but... I think both of us have been love bombed before. So yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I'm sure I've done love bombing. Ah! Yeah. Maybe shouldn't mm, I'm trying to figure out if I have or not. Maybe just like I had terrible boundaries, which <laughs> bled sure. into oversharing and overcompensating with compliments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that. Anyway, so many this, compliments. Is, <laughs> this is all to say, <laughs> Sam and I are not professionals, so please take our advice as you see fit in your life as a supplement to your um, professional resources. Um, we are only here to offer our humble musings, so hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. Okay, so today's check-in topic before we get into the letter is sort of inspired by the letter, but um, mostly just from some musing that I was doing this morning. I was like getting ready for recording. If you're watching the YouTube video, I don't look like that ready. So like <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. 
<laughs> like today is a glasses day, you know, not like a contact <laughs> sure. day. But anyway, I was Listen, I brushed ready. my hair before I got on camera, so. <laughs> you know, I brush my teeth, but it's like not, not like you can. Well, here's the thing is that I brush my teeth before you record every time now because of that one letter we got from that person who was like, I think it's disgusting that my boyfriend doesn't brush his teeth immediately when he breaks up. Oh. And that's what I think about every time I start recording without brushing that's my teeth. That's funny because so. you said he doesn't brush his teeth uh, every every time he breaks up, which was a little <laughs> messaging by you. Oh, every time he wakes up. There we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, anyway, so I was getting ready. Um and I was thinking about today's episode and I was like putting on makeup and, you know, my daughter, my, my almost two year old child had her first like stomach bug last night. So I've been awake for a super long time and I've washed multiple rounds of vomit off of a small creature, you know, so it's uh-huh, like not uh-huh. my best morning <laughs> and I'm like uh-huh. trying to like make myself look somewhat professional. And I, uh, was thinking about how, you know, at one point in my relationship with my wife, uh, you know, I would wake up and I would be, I'd like run to the bathroom and like wash my face or like make sure Mm. that I didn't have like a drool line down my face or, you know, or if I knew I was going to see her that day, um, I might like put makeup on or like get dressed nicely or whatever. Um, and it made me think about like those firsts in relationships, um, not like first kiss, but like maybe the first time, that you sleep over. And in you know, my case, I, I'm a makeup wearer. You don't put makeup on, you know, mm-hmm. or you let them see your like, you know, un uh, polished self, both, both physically and maybe emotionally, you know, like the first time that you, uh, sort of hang out with somebody that you're seeing and put your guard down and, uh, and, aren't trying as hard as you do in the, in the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you, can you phrase that better or like, am I covering it? Just like the, the, no, the I think you're covering it. Yeah. The, the general, the, the first times in your relationship that you start to start to take down some of the masks, take down some of the berries barriers and start showing up as your like most authentic self. You might be authentic, like on your date, but like, when the layers come off, so to speak, I'm thinking about makeup specifically, but not everybody wears makeup, but I know we all kind of put these masks on in a way. Yeah. Any thoughts I can't about believe that? that you would wake up and wash your face and then get back into bed. No, I mean, not like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's giving like marvelous Miss Maisel yeah, and like the I was, first she, season. I was literally just going to say that. It's not like the housewife who like pretends to go to sleep with a full face of makeup and then like covers her face fake with face with cold cream after her husband goes to bed. It wasn't like that. It was just like, I, um, I just, I don't know. You're, I know folks out there who maybe I know folks, like, I'm, the yeah. fact that you said it, I'm like, Oh, of course people do this. Like it's like so outside of my own experience, but like, of, well, yes, of course. And people honestly, do this. When I was thinking about this second topic, I was like, I wonder what Sam's going to say because like, you don't wear makeup regularly or like the way you wake up in the morning is maybe looks like maybe 15% different than you going to work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you look very the same. Um, so I don't know, do you have like a version of this or can you think of how this shows up in your relationships in the past? Yeah. I mean, I don't, my family is a family that like always wears clothes. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't wear like sweatpants or like, 
I once tried to wear pajama pants to a movie and my mother was like, absolutely not. You cannot do that. And I was like, why not? And she was like, because people know that you're my child and I don't want them to think that I sent you out in pajama pants. Oh my God. Oh my God. I feel like you're going to have to do That's so unnecessarily cutting. Um, No wonder you have anxiety. Like for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like you need to do some inner child healing and go to the movies in some like plaid (laughs) pants. Um, So I wear like hard clothes. clothes. All yeah. the time, right? Yeah. Like I, I you don't have think to I've be... ever seen you in pajamas. I mean, you you've seen me in sweatpants for sure, because like, yeah, I I know you, and like you yeah. have been, you've like stayed yeah. over at my house, you yeah, know. We shared so, like... a hotel room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like that's okay, but like I think, I think me like waking up and not getting back dressed is like yes. a big is like a thing. Like the mm, idea that we cute. would like spend time together, and I would be in like like gym shorts or like sweatpants like yeah. that that would be like a me like letting you in because of my like deep-seated yeah. understanding of the fact that we should all be wearing clothes all the time yes <laughs> does it now make sense why i made that comment about the airport <laughs> the last time we traveled <laughs> no <laughs> the one where i was like why is everyone wearing yoga pants on this airplane it's like everyone's cosplaying to be like a yoga teacher yeah and i was like i'm wearing yoga pants <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, and I was like, we're like do you understand each other now? At an airport. <laughs> do you understand uh, now why? Yeah, but it's just like, times have wear changed. Pants? <laughs> All right, boomer. Like times have li- like the the yoga pant argument was like thirty years old at this point. <laughs> like, I know. It's all, my also thing is also like people just like wearing like camping gear to go on an airplane, and I'm like, why are you wearing? But what is fully camping synthetic? gear to you? We're getting off topic here, but like <laughs> it's just like a sweatshirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what's the no, difference? Like fully synthetic, like tapered pants i'm like are you going on a hike i don't understand i mentioned the youtube earlier y'all not like y'all this is the time to subscribe so you can see all the judgment on sam's face anyway yeah and the funny thing is i was wearing yoga pants and an ll bean sweatshirt so i was like fully cosplaying as the thing sam was terrified and offended by um anyway uh that's endearing that's a good one um i think about i think mine is it, like I hate to say makeup because I, I'm not actually a huge makeup wear. Like I don't wear a lot, but I wear it almost every day. Um, because I feel like I'm sure this is like some um, distant cousin of some body image thing or like a body perception thing. But I feel like I look so different without makeup on. (laughs) So I feel like there's a big difference between me like put together and me as is. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, However, I will say, I think I cared a lot more about that when I was younger um, or when I was with shittier partners. You know, like when I was with people that I subconsciously didn't feel emotionally safe with, I don't think I revealed that like, um, yeah, but it it will, uh, it's not like I wouldn't let my partners or like, it's not like I didn't let my wife see me without makeup on. It's that I still put it on almost every day. Like I put it on to go to the grocery store. Like that's fucked up. Who am I being, who who, who do I think I owe prettiness to, you know? Um, But that's another checking topic. (laughs) (laughs) What about like, um, I'm trying to think of an example of like emotionally, like an emotional first. Um, Mm -hmm. 
in that way. I think I, I can't think of a specific uh, example of this, but I know for a fact that I remember the first time that like I realized that I was being protective of myself in a, my relationship with my now wife, um, in which I was, I was reacting out of a subconscious fear that she was going to think I wasn't good enough. And so I was being reactionary and defensive, even though she was probably like approaching me with something that's totally reasonable because it's reasonable to like disappoint someone and them not leave you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, I don't remember the specifics of this, but I do remember being like, oh my God, she's telling me right now that it's okay that I messed up or it's okay that we're having this conflict and she's not going anywhere. And I felt really embarrassed and really humbled, but also really touched at the same time. And all of a sudden you're like, I have to choose to like approach this relationship fully and not with my defenses up, I think. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, I think my thing is like letting people do kind things for me, like helping mm -hmm. me out in some mm -hmm. way. Because um, I like don't, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, don't ask for things. Um, and so like I think that, that that's always like a marker of a relationship being strong when I like can like, ask somebody for something and not feel bad about it mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. or like That's feel guilty one. for having asked um, yeah. like a ride to the airport or whatever, or like, can you watch my cats? Right. Like that, that sort of like new, that's always a milestone for me when I'm actually like, okay, I can ask this person and like, I don't know what I'm afraid of. They're going to judge me or they're going to think I'm a burden or like, they're going to think that I can't take care of myself or whatever. Um, that yeah. makes so much sense. That is like so <laughs> clearly, your wound. Me? Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. just makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I also remember the first time that Peter called me on the phone as opposed to like texting oh God, each other oh back God. and forth. And I was like, he's a caller. What? Yeah. And I was like, what is this man doing? Why is he calling me? And then I was like, oh God, Sam, it's fine. Like you just answer the phone. Like this is an okay thing that's happening. It was a butt dial. He was not, he was not actually calling me. <laughs> But I like All went through a that. whole emotional to, regulation you know, you, for myself. Yeah, and then it was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. he's not actually calling me. This is, I'm, <laughs> this, he's just accidentally called. Uh, so it's like cute. hearing him like ride his bike or something. So yeah, uh, to, that's a great example too of like, okay, when are we, how are we slowly like peeling away the layers of the onion? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> for, sure, the way, for sure. The layers in which we use to protect ourselves or distance ourselves from people seeing our true self. <laughs> a phone call mm -hmm. is so. Oh, absolutely real. terrifying like yeah. you want to talk to me unexpectedly no <laughs> and i can't perfectly craft my answer <laughs> exactly exactly cute okay well thanks for getting into that check and topic with me all right so today's letter comes from should i stay or should i f and go whose pronouns are she her who's writing from maine here's my deal I can't tell if I found the love of my life or an about-to-be-obsessive stalker. I, she, her, 27, <laughs> left a second date, he, him, 35, feeling the most overwhelming crash of emotions. I literally thought, this is the person I will marry. This felt wild. After years of long-term relationships where I saw incompatibilities from the beginning and adopted the whole we-can-grow-together mindset, this right-off-the-bat connection shook me. 
During the third to fifth dates, he has communicated very openly with me, sharing how he's never felt a connection like this, that he won't be walking away. Is that a weird thing to say? He's attracted to me physically, intellectually, and emotionally, and he sees me as his life partner and a mom of our future kids. Is that weird or sweet? Part of me is like, heck yes, a man who knows what he wants and is future-oriented. A man who has similar life goals to me and likes talking deeply about anything and everything. But here's the thing. It's only been two weeks of dating. He Mm. told me he deleted dating apps after our second date. He surprise introduced me to his mom and showed up at my place with coffee randomly. He texts me very dramatic compliments multiple times per day. He's made some comments that strike me as slightly alarming, but I'm also wondering if my anxiety brain is assuming the worst. He said, if I were you, I'd use the sweet and innocent outer demeanor to get what I want. Or I use my manipulative powers for good. And this is the healthiest relationship I've ever had. And you are the most emotionally stable person I've ever dated. The comments about manipulation came out of nowhere, and I really don't get them. I'm not judging him for past less than healthy relationships, but I am taken aback that he's making that assessment of us after two weeks of going on dates. I just can't figure out what my gut is saying. Am I looking for the worst as a defense against being let down since I too feel this absolutely overwhelming sense of connection? Am I just not used to being pursued like this or are these actually red flags? It's even more confusing because I tend to display anxious attachment, but his behavior seems to be bringing out more avoidant traits in me. Ugh, please help. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for writing, for listening, and for trusting us with this letter. I love this letter because I think that I would feel the same way in your position because I think it can be really confusing to try to like diagnose or assess the difference between genuine interest and what Sam and I recognize as love bombing in this letter or like could be um, Mm -hmm. recognized as that. Um, And it's hard, especially like, you know, it's hard out here trying to find connections, finding people, uh, dating with intention, dating with shared goals. You know, I think if I was in your position, I would not want to be concerned. Like I would just be like, go ahead, lie to me and abuse me. You know what just I mean? Like, like give me all yeah, yeah. of the attention Keep telling for these me how next I could three be weeks. Like a great, um, <laughs> yeah. mother of your children, you know, uh, for sure. because I get it. Like we want people to be communicative and we want people to want us madly and we want them to fall in love with us immediately because like, that's what we're shown from uh, rom-coms and Disney movies. Um, However, there are some red flags in this letter to Sam and I, and we think that you're questioning um, whether regardless of the intention of, of this new person in your life, your questioning of it is, I think is valid for a couple of reasons, which we'll get into. Uh, but first we're going to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says Quince. 
You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, So we... Before we get into it, we wanted to just define love bombing because like that, you know, we want to be sure that we're using words clearly um, and intentionally in the spirit of which they are defined. Um, So love bombing, uh, according to verywellmind.com, so so take this definition with a grain of salt, and I think we'll also kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, Love bombing is a tactic in which someone bombs you with extreme displays of affection and attention with the intent to manipulate you. And I, I think that the, like the question of like with intent to manipulate you is like a little bit of a question mark to me because that I feel like so much of us 
talking about tactics that are manipulative, like assigns intention to them mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. ways that I don't think is actually true. Right. Like I don't think, I don't think that this man is like, has like a nefarious plot where he's like written down all the steps to like, make you feel like trash. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I, like I don't think that that is what's happening. And I also think that like people use things like love bombing to get what they want out of people. Right. Yeah, in, not totally necessarily agree. intentionally, but like, you know, he, in our, in our most, I think like even in our most like negative portrayal of this, this person. Right. And we're going to talk about whether or not that negative portrayal is right. But like, even in my most negative imaginings of him, I'm not like, Oh, he's trying to like get you to like, he's intentionally doing this. I'm like, Oh, he's just seeking love yes. in the way that he knows how to right? Yes, like in the ways exactly. that he's been taught or in the ways that have like, he's been rewarded for in the past. Right. And like, yes, that's his fault and also not his fault. Right. Like, and, and, and I want to hold space for empathy around some of this. And also like, w- I think we need to get out of the pattern of be- of assigning like nefarious yes. planning to people's abusive tactics, because I don't think that's actually how it works. And also yes. then we don't recognize things that are red flags because we're like, Oh, you're not doing for it for a bad reason. <laughs> you know, like yes, he doesn't have like yeah. a mastermind plan about this. Right. I like I think that's really doesn't important. Have to be a, a plan. It can still also just be, not great behavior, you know? (laughs) And I think in some of these, um, sort of new phrases that we're seeing a lot in the relationship dating zeitgeist, you know, we assume that they have to be like foolproof or like they have to be with cruel intentions, like you said. And that (laughs) does such a disservice because if we're like, okay, if they're not intentionally manipulating me, then, okay. So it's not love bombing, but it, it strips us of our intuition, right? It strips us of the nuance of like human experience where you could just say like, maybe this person that the letter writer is dating is, is, um, just has unhealthy relationship patterns, is addicted to love and really wants to find someone because they're craving intimacy. So they're skipping all the steps that actually leads to intimacy. You know, yes, maybe yep. he has low emotional intelligence and he doesn't realize that this isn't love or whatever. Um, however, that doesn't mean you immediately, just because it's not like capital M manipulation from a narcissist love bombing doesn't mean you should ignore that little twinge inside you where you're like, wait a minute after two weeks, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> two weeks <laughs> for sure. I remember my ex, um, used to say thing I'm, I'm recognizing now that I think my ex was a love bomber in the way that you just described to like get yeah. that emotional security, to get that thing in that yes. immediate <laughs> moment. <laughs> I'm glad that you're coming to this realization again, in this again, moment. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, years ago. To, to look at Sam's <laughs> coddling judgment face. Like, oh, babe, you're just realizing that. Just in this moment, like seven years after the fact. Well, I think about love bombing as something that happens early in the relationship, sure. you know, and he would be, you know, he would cheat on me and then be like, I'm going to marry you or like, you know, uh, or more importantly, it wasn't, I didn't, I don't think I ever thought about it as love bombing because he, uh, he would make those statements. Yes. But he would also just be like, yes, I'm not going to cheat on you again. I can't believe I did that. I love you so much. Like he would, he would fix everything without any follow through. It would just be to get to that thing that he wanted, which was emotional safety and intimacy with me in that very moment, you know? 
for sure. Um, yep. I read something online because I think why this letter stood out to me is because I'm a sucker <laughs> and, and I'm a romantic and I'm codependent and all of these things. <laughs> so like, like the letter writer, I'd be like, I'm going to marry this person. And then I would have like red flags come up and then I'd be like, no, 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 I'm still going to marry him. I'm just going to ignore these or, or I, or I would really hope that those red flags weren't there. And I even asked you, Sam, like before we press record, like what's the difference between love bombing and, and genuine interest. Um, and I saw something online. It was, it's actually a Reddit comment on a thread that I found really helpful. Uh, this, Reddit user said genuine romantic interest might look like someone saying that they feel a strong connection to you. They're really mm-hmm. looking forward to get to know you because they enjoy spending time with you. It might look like them initiating dates and hanging out, remembering mm. what you told them, suggesting you do things specific to your interests and asking you deep questions. Right. Oof, Beautiful. That's great. Love bombing might look like someone telling you that they love you after a couple weeks that you're their dream person, that they've waited mm. forever to find you, that you're the one they need, waiting, uh, wanting you to meet their parents, talking about <laughs> you moving in early, offering you gifts and doing grand gestures. It's microwaving intimacy because they're acting like oh. you are, you're already much closer than you really are. And like you've built a bond that you haven't yet. This is from sure. um, S. Smallby Beans. S-M-O-L-B-I beans. I just want to give them credit because I thought they did a really good job. Um, oh, Reddit. Never change. <laughs> Always I love be exactly them. what you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I love them. No, absolutely. I think that, that I think that that's a perfect distillation of like the difference between, oh, we have a really strong immediate connection and I want to figure out how to grow that connection versus... That's real. That happens. That absolutely. Like, I think that, that lots of us meet people who we immediately connect with and like are like... I, like even outside of romantic relationships, like I have this with friendships too, where mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. we have really similar interests. Like, I really want to spend... Like, oh, do you want to go to this movie with me? You know, like, cool, this is really great. Like, or, you know, we have some sort of thing that we connect on that like... It's just like, oh, I feel like I can tell you more about like all of the stuff that I'm going through, right? Like, that's really real. It's just that like love bombing is an attempt to shortcut that the actual work of developing an intimate relationship with somebody and focuses on like the immediate rush of, oh my God, I want to be with you for forever. And I think like, I think looking through this example that we have from the letter writer of like, what are some of the red flags in here that tell me that like, this is not, this is not like, this doesn't feel to me like a, an attempt to gain intimacy, like over time, like this feels Mm. like love bombing are like a couple things, which is like one, you've been dating for two weeks and he's already told you that this is your, his healthiest relationship that he's ever been in. Right. Like what did your other relationships look like at two weeks that were like so unhealthy? (laughs) And also like, how can you know how healthy a relationship is after having been on three to five dates with somebody like the health of a relationship is about like how you manage conflict together, right? The health of a relationship is like, how are you there for each other in times that are hard? And, and the idea that it's like, oh, this is already so healthy is like, wait a minute, we've shortcutted all of the different markers of understanding how we move through healthy relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. I also think that like the idea, like the, the thing that really got me was like, I want to marry you and I want you to have my babies within like the first two dates. <laughs> like Sam is very sensitive to 
um, men <laughs> use like tying women down with their bodies. <laughs> I mean, not like I physically mean, tying them down, no, but like, yes, absolutely. But like, yes, absolutely. And also like that is, that is like such an intense, I, it feels really manipulative me to me to say that kind of stuff. And I think it's because I have had people in my life like you and other people where like the second that something goes like there's a hiccup or like something goes wrong, it's mm-hmm. like, no, but I love you and I want to have babies with you. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you want to, you want to marry me and I want to have baby. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a way of off ramping from something that is actually more challenging. Right. It's a way of saying like, no, but like, imagine our future together. Like I want, I can't wait until we get to this point where everything is perfect. So just ignore what's happening in the present. And like, let's just live in that future state where right. we're, we're happy together. We're married. We have each other. We have kids with each other. And like, and so that's also a red flag for me. It's like, why are we talking about some sort of idealized future and not like what's actually happening in this place, in this moment, like how are things going for us now? Why are we, why are you telling me the exact thing that I want to hear without any of the actual like work that goes into getting to the point where yes, we want to get married and have children. If that is something that you want to do. Yeah. And for me, it, it all comes back to, how about this? Everybody can have different feelings and different sureties and different dreams and, and communication styles. Um, meaning I could see that a person without malicious intent and who was like emotionally mature and stable, I can see someone who's not me saying after the second or after two weeks saying like, I think you're my person. Like I, I want to be with you. You know what I mean? I could see them saying that. And I can see some people being like, that's a red flag. That's love bombing. Um, and I could see me being like, okay, maybe I don't feel like that right now, but I'll get there eventually or whatnot. I, I think for me, it comes down to obviously like honoring that your, um, the person you're seeing has a different, grasp of reality than you do, like that, that they are experiencing the world totally different than you leaving space for that difference, like that, that, that they're going to show up differently than you do. And like always balancing their worldview and their approach to your relationship with things that you know, to be true fundamentally that are important to you, that you value and that make you feel like sane, you know? And it sounds like if I'm reading between the lines to you, it seems a little out there. It seems a little unstable or concerning that he wants to marry you after two weeks and have your babies. Right. I remember with my ex, like this is, I'm thinking about my ex so much in this episode because like half of the time in that, no, 90% of the time in that relationship, I felt so batshit crazy because he was saying things that just didn't add up. I wanted to hear them. I wanted them to be true. I wanted them to be acted upon or like, you know, come to, I wanted them to come to fruition. I wanted us to get together and be married. I wanted everything to be okay. I wanted them to stop shortchanging me and cheating on me. But like, I always felt so crazy because his words didn't match my understanding of the world, you know? 
keeping in mind, I, I had space for the fact I held, I held space for the fact that people approach the world differently. We all experience reality differently. Like there is, there is space for that. And also I think that part of you letter writer, I, part of you is like, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense. And that's making me a little nervous. So more than anything, I just want you to, you know, it is early for like, like, I'm not sure if this is like the full painting of his true colors yet. Um, but I really just want you to like validate the fact that like some things aren't adding up to you. Maybe that means you stop seeing him immediately. Maybe that means you see where it goes over the next couple of weeks. But if you see where it goes, which I think is totally fine, it's still early. I just want to make sure that you're saying, no, no, this is real. And this is making me feel a little funny. Um, who knows if, if, if things sort of even out, I would say, or like if things just keep getting better in like a consistent follow through way where you don't, you're not like, this is questionable. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, then who knows? Maybe you'll never think about these, this question that you wrote a podcast ever again, but, but Sam's, Sam's pretty convinced this is like straight on love bombing. And I'm over here thinking like, this isn't adding up the, the math ain't math. And you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's not to say you can't be somebody's person after two weeks, but there's just too many, um, equations here that aren't, are adding up They're, they're the, the math is wrong in too many places. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I, I think that this is like, this is bad news. <laughs> like, I don't think that this, and, and I think that's just going to lead to a world of, of heartbreak because I've seen this play out with people in my life who have been with people who are like, I love you. I want to marry you after the second date and love bomb, like texting all the time, showing up, doing things, and then suddenly realize that they can't short circuit an emotional connection in the way that they want to. I love and the then Reddit leave. comment to microwave it. It's like yeah, you're microwave it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that it, it doesn't actually work that way. And so then they go and seek the simplicity of short circuiting a relationship somewhere else, right? Whether yeah. that's cheating yeah. on you as, as Sierra's ex used to do, or <laughs> like going to being like, oh, actually I just met this new person and I'm really interested in them. And like, I feel really connected to them and like the same thing, or there's a person from my past and I want them to come back because I like love them so deeply. And I know that I've always loved them, right? Like it's the seeking of the emotional high of this like false sense of connection that like keeps folks doing this. Right. And it's, it's tied to their attachment styles, right? It, it's tied to how they have been given and received love in the past. Like I'm not, I'm really not trying to present these people as like evil people. And also like, this is a pattern that, that, that I have seen that only leads to people in their wake being devastated, confused, hurt, because it's like, you told me two weeks ago that you wanted to marry me and now you won't respond to my text messages. (laughs) Right. Like it's like, it's to me, it's like such a clear tactic that I have seen used time and time again with folks to like create false senses of uh, intimacy mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. leave that person in the dust. And that person who's like, I thought we were like, 
exactly what you said, right? Like I love a person who knows what they want and is like wanting to get there. And it's like, Mm -hmm. he does know what he wants, but he doesn't know how to get there. (laughs) Right. Like he, for sure in his head, he wants to be married and have kids with you. And he, he doesn't know what the steps to get to that end state is. All he knows is that he wants to be able to jump from, I just met you to we're married and have kids. And then when that part gets hard, I don't think that he will stick around for it because that's that's the vulnerability that folks who love mom are lacking, right? They they don't know how to tap mm-hmm. into the vulnerability of like being in it when things are difficult or challenging or not perfect. And and that's what they're seeking is like a perfect end state that they don't have to do any work to actually get to. Yeah, that's so true. I and I also want to I want to like know one other like component of all of this I do think that the letter writer was like right to say you know am I is this for is this clinginess or is this forwardness and fast-paced um potential love bombing bringing out my avoidant attachments you know is this bringing out more avoidant behaviors in me are you pulling away because they're zooming in you know (laughs) and that makes this situation that much more hard to discern like what is actually going on here i think let's drop all the labels let's 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 not pathologize any of this and just say does it make you uncomfortable that he wants to marry you after two weeks that's not you pulling away. That's not your attachment style showing up. That's not a response. That's your intuition, right? That's it. If we take away, yeah. I, I think labels are so empowering because they give us, you know, they give us language we might not have, have had before. I think they, they allow us to point to things um, so that other people understand more about us. Like, this is where I am. This is who I am. Yada, yada. I'm all about that. You know me. I love attachment style theory, whatever. <laughs> In this situation, let's just let's just not think about that. Let's not think about any of what this is. It's do you like this behavior? Do you feel like the math is mathing? Are you feeling like he can back up all the things that he's saying? Do you feel emotionally safe with him? For right? sure. Um, and th- that's what's worth exploring right now and putting weight behind. For sure. And also running away. <laughs> <laughs> Blocking this person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, if you end up married, send us a letter and, and tell me how wrong I was. <laughs> yeah. I would love it. Um. All right, my darling. Uh, we love you. Thank you for writing, and we hope this helps. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like access to our office hours, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our office hours, which happen monthly. It's once here and I hop on Zoom and talk to you all, answer questions, just have a a great conversation. Uh, That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media Original Recording, producing all magical things from our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember, it's okay to be confused. It's okay to want things. 
to not be true or to want things to be more black and white, but we can lean into that intuition, lean into the nuance, support our own feelings and reinforce our own realities. All of us can lean a little bit deeper into our own intuition. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>